Resuming discussion of Arika, the supreme personality of Godhead, praised in Sri Vishnu Sahasranam as the Sun. One of the meanings of Arika is the Sun. In a previous talk on this name Arika, I was discussing somewhat about the Sun God, who is worshipped all around the world, at least previously. But that the real sun god is Krishna, and Krishna is the real moon god, and rain god, and ocean god, and food god, and air god, and death god. Yeah, death god already said. Death god and everything god. Krishna is everything in everything, aloof from everything, controlling everything, aware of everything. These lessons we learn from Gita, Bhagavatam, and here Vishnu Sahasranam also. But we're discussing particularly Krishna's aspect of being the sun. And what do we think of when we see the sun? A lot of the times we don't think of the sun at all. We just take it, or take him, to be more precise, take him for granted. And that's true of Krishna, unfortunately. We just take it for granted. He gives us heat, he gives us light, he gives us food, he gives us water, he gives us air. And we just take it for granted. But by hearing about Krishna from talks such as this, we can be more aware of Krishna, Krishna conscious. Seeing Krishna everywhere, in everything, now, when we see the sun, what do we think of? In this series of talks, I'm trying to give a panoply of different ways in which we can appreciate Krishna in relationship to the sun. The sun is a person. He's a god, not the god. In English, that would be lowercase g, god, not capital G, as in Krishna. Uh, the sun is one of Krishna's 16,108 fathers-in-law. He is the father of one of the prominent wives of Krishna, Yamuna. He's also a forefather of Rama in the Surya dynasty. Surya dynasty, yeah. We know that there, there are two races of Kshatriyas in the earth. That which comes from the sun. The Japanese people in their traditional law, they trace their ancestry from the sun, which means they're fighting people, Kshatriya people, by nature. So that is uh, mentioned, that sun god is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita by Lord Krishna himself. Aham vivasvate yogam proktavan aham avyayam vivasvan vanave prahur manur ikshvakave bravit. Krishna says, I spoke this science of yoga previously to the sun god, who spoke it to Manu, the sun god vivasvan who spoke it to, Vai, to Vaivasvata Manu, 
who spoke it to uh, Manu, who spoke it to Ikvaku. So then the, the dynasty, which is known as the Surya dynasty or Raghu dynasty, because Raghu was a great personality who appeared in that dynasty, uh, that is famous as being connected with Lord Rama. So Vivasvan is the name of the sun god who Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita to uh, many millions of years ago. There are different sun gods. It's a post, just like we have the post of prime minister in this country, India, which rotates. Now the prime minister is one person, and previously it was someone else, and after some time it will be someone else. So in the same way, this position of the sun god is a post which is taken up by different people, and the, the person who Krishna spoke to uh, so long ago, but he's still there in the sun, is Vivasvan. Now, in the last talk I gave on this subject, uh, Chitta Hari Prabhu, my dear one of my dear disciples in Salem, India, who's a uh, great fan of these Vishnu Sahasranama talks. He grew up in that culture, Tamil Brahmin culture, where at least up to his generation, the Vishnu Sahasranama was held in great reverence, and that culture is still going on. But like most of the good things in Indian culture, it's declining. Anyway, Chitta Hari Prabhu reminded me that in the name Gabhasti Nemi, which came in my series of Vishnu Sahasranama, Vishnu Sahasranama talks at 487, so it's quite some way back, I had mentioned how Suryadev married Sangya who was the daughter of Vishvakarma, who is the engineer, architect, engineer, construction manager of the demigods. But Sangya found it very difficult to live with Suryadev because he was too hot and she couldn't bear him. So she requested her father to help her. So what Vishvakarma did he ground the sun down, filed him down, and took away one-eighth of his, of his effulgence, and some red-hot drops fell down to the earth, which Vishvakarma used to make the Sudarshan Chakra. It was too hot, and put in the sea and later given to Krishna. Then he uh, made from those from the effulgence of the sun. Another thing he made was Lord Shiva's famous trishul, his trident. Uh, Vishvakarma also made the Pushpak Vimana, which was given to Kubera, the, the treasurer of the demigods, and that's famous in Ramlila. And the Shakti weapon, which was later given to Lord Brahma. Okay, now let's talk about the sun's illumination. <clears throat> I'm not going to talk about the sun's illumination in a manner that would be approved by science teachers. I'm going to talk 
about the sun's illumination as we understand from Shastra, from the revealed Vedic literatures. We have right in Bhagavad Gita the term Adityavarnam, Adityavarnam Tamasah Parastat. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Adityavarna, means he is the, the, the color of the sun, which means luminous like the sun, tamasaparastat. He's above the all darkness. Naturally, this illumination, the sun is uh, transcendental to all darkness. Shilabalade Vidya Bhushan comments in this regard, on this verse, the, the Aditya Varnam, which is, uh, can be taken as a name of the Supreme Lord also, that he, is, he, the Supreme Lord, is self-revealing like the sun. We don't need to bring a, uh, a light to try to find out the sun. The sun is naturally bright and reveals himself. So the sun reveals himself and others. And the Supreme Lord is like that. Actually, it's the Supreme Lord who reveals all knowledge within the heart, and that includes knowledge of himself and of everything else. So in the same way, we see the sun by the light of the sun, and by the light of the sun we see everything else. So by the grace of Krishna, we are able to see and understand whatever we do see and understand. And if we are so fortunate, if he deigns to reveal himself to us, then we can see him also. So this point that he reveals himself and everything else uh, and everyone else, we'll get back to uh, in this series of talks, should be coming up fairly soon. Uh, the term comes up in Bhagavatam, Atma Pradipa, which means the same thing. But I'll talk about it a little later. Krishna willing. In Gita also we have Jyoti Sham, Ravirang Shuman. Uh, Krishna says, of lights I am the radiant sun. Here the word Ravi is used for the sun. And then again the name Aditya for the sun comes up in the Gita, the 15th chapter. Uh, the splendor of the sun which dissipates the darkness of this whole world comes from me. So the illumination of the sun, illumination and the sun, these two are inseparable. Uh, what can we understand from this? First of all, we can, un well, so many things we can understand. We can understand how this illumination ultimately comes from Krishna. We can understand that just as the sun reveals everything and reveals himself by himself, so Krishna reveals himself and everything by his own inherent power. Uh, <clears throat> we have also the word Duman, which is another word for the sun. This appears in the tenth canto in the prayers of the demigods to Krishna when he was in the womb of Mother Devaki. So they prayed to him as Duman, which Duman means sun, 
And in this context, it means he, they're praying to him, O Lord, who appears exactly like the sun, illuminating the darkness of this world of ignorance. And uh, in this regard, there's a uh, verse in Bhagavad Gita, which I personally like to quote fairly often. <clears throat> Srila Prabhupada's translation, When, however, one is enlightened with the knowledge by which nescience is destroyed, then his knowledge reveals everything, as the sun lights up everything in the daytime. So it's a very nice example. Actually, Bhagavad Gita is full of so many examples, analogies, which help us to understand the otherwise uh, recondite subject matter. So the example is given here. Just like ignorance. Ignorance is like darkness. Darkness of night. But when the sun rises then automatically everything becomes revealed just by the sun rising. So when the Krishna sun arises in our heart, then we can understand everything. When the sun rises, so when, when knowledge arises in the heart, at this point in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is not as directly presenting himself as he does beginning from the seventh chapter. So this verse, Jnana Tutada Jnanam, it can be interpreted in an impersonal way also, which is not correct, but, well, it can be taken like that also. And actually the, we can say it's not fully correct. It can be taken like that also because the Mayavadis, the impersonalists, they also have knowledge. Their whole path is the jnana marga. They're very interested in knowledge. So they're also very fond of this verse. However, to fully and properly understand Bhagavad Gita, we have to allow the, the Krishna sun to arise in our hearts, to arise in our intelligence. <clears throat> it's like for the Mayavadis, the sun is rising, but there's still some cloud so they get, they get to see, but they don't get to see everything very clearly. Or a, a better example is that of the fog, in which, yes, there's light. That's a very good example, actually. That we'll also get to in, in the course of this series of talks. That sometimes the sun rises, and especially in the winter, we'll find this. So there's, there's light, but we still can't see. We can hardly see anything because there's dense fog. So in the same way the Mayavadis, they see the light of Brahman which is undifferentiated. They see that it's all oneness and they think, well, now, now we can see. Previously it was all dark. Now we can see. This is enlightenment. This is realization. But they don't understand that they're not seeing fully, by any means. All they're seeing is light. In this regard, 
I'm going to read from uh, the purport to this verse in which Srila Prabhupada very importantly states, very importantly clarifies this point. Srila Prabhupada says, at night we see everything as one in the darkness. But in daytime, when the sun is up, we see everything in its real identity. Identity with individuality in spiritual life is real knowledge. This is a very important point. The impersonalists say that when the light of knowledge arises, you see everything as one. But if we take this example, then in darkness, we see everything as one also. We don't see... In, in, in the dense darkness of night, which is hardly experienced in a neon light world, but in the dense darkness of night, <clears throat> we don't see variety. Variety is there, but we don't see it. So if we take the example that the sun rises and still there's no variety, then what's the great difference? It's, it's variety-less variety-lessness in darkness or variety-lessness in light. But the, the real function of light or the complete function of light is to reveal the specific shapes and forms of everything in this world. Therefore, Identity with individuality in spiritual life is real knowledge, Srila Prabhupada writes. So therefore we can understand when Krishna speaks of this, Krishna is speaking about identity with individuality in spiritual life. This is the knowledge that he's referring to, not simply light by which one can identify the difference between darkness and light, as I gave that example in a previous talk, that even uh, some blind people, they, they have enough uh, sensitivity in their eyes that they can distinguish between daytime and night, but, but they can't see anything in the daytime. All they can they can understand that there's some light, but that's all. So real vision is to see everything as it is. Uh, in the fog, in the foggy atmosphere, we may not even see the sun, or the sun will only shine very, very dimly, the, the, the globe of the sun. So to see Krishna clearly and everything in relation to Krishna, that is proper vision. Uh, in this regard, I will read from Srila Prabhupada's purport to the 8th canto, chapter 3, text 10. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, cannot be understood by the individual soul through mental, physical, or intellectual exercises. So in relation to the sun and the rising of the sun, we can understand that just as with all personal efforts to see in the night, we can't see. We need the sun to rise. Then we can see everything clearly. 
So any individual efforts to try to understand Krishna will be ineffective by this example. Srila Prabhupada continues, It is by the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that the individual soul is enlightened. Simple English, simple concept. It is by the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that the individual soul is enlightened. But it's the highest knowledge which people who are searching for God or they're trying to find the truth, they go through so many difficulties, wrong turns and everything. Simple point. It is by the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that the individual soul is enlightened. We should go and tell everyone, all these poor yogis are doing difficult austerities and impersonalists memorizing so many scriptures. Tell them, it is by the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that the individual soul is enlightened. We need to get Krishna's mercy. Srila Prabhupada continues in this purport, uh, that term I was I mentioned Atma Pradeep. Therefore, the Lord is described here as Atma Pradeep. And Srila um, Prabhupada, not in the purport, but in the word by word translation, Srila Prabhupada describes that Atma Pradeep means who is self effulgent or who gives enlightenment to the living, to the living entities. So it's the same point. Krishna, like the sun, is self effulgent. He lights, in, he lights up in two ways. He reveals himself and he reveals everything else to the living entities. So Atma Pradeep means that he's the, the lamp for the Atma. Atma can refer to himself, Paramatma, the Supreme Lord, or to the individual living beings. So we can understand the Atma by the grace of Paramatma, who is like the sun. Uh, which Srila Prabhupada continues in this purport, the Lord is like the sun which illuminates everything and cannot be illuminated by anyone. Yeah, that would be farcical, wouldn't it, if we, if we get a flashlight. Or in British English, that's called a torch. And we, we want to find the sun and light up the sun. In the nighttime, if we want to find the sun with a flashlight, it's ridiculous. In the daytime, the sun is up and our flashlight has no power before the sun. It's, it becomes ridiculous either way. The Lord is like the sun which illuminates everything and cannot be illuminated by anyone. Therefore, if one is serious about understanding the, the Supreme, one must receive enlightenment from him as instructed in Bhagavad Gita. One cannot understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead by one's mental, physical or intellectual powers. Now we may say, well, that point was already made just already there. That that's not good writing to repeat yourself. If you get writing training, you'll be told you shouldn't repeat yourself. Srila Prabhupada the, the beginning of this quote, I, re, I read, The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, cannot be understood by the individual soul through mental, physical, or intellectual exercises. Then we read a few sentences, and then again Srila Prabhupada says, One cannot understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead 
by one's mental, physical, or intellectual power. So it's repeating. That's bad writing. It's not bad writing in this case. And ordinarily, that might be considered bad writing to be repetitive, but it's just underlining the point. And uh, repetition is required to properly understand. And just how this will impact someone who is reading, someone who's Someone, they mercifully get Srila Prabhupada's books and they read, oh, I've been, I've been trying by myself. Why can't I get enlightenment? Oh, this is the reason I have to turn to Krishna. It's very powerful words. Simple language, very powerful words imbued with the full spiritual potency, full spiritual knowledge that, that Lord Krishna... Uh, imbued Srila Prabhupada with and with Srila Prabhupada's compassion to deliver this message. Uh, I'm going to read now from a quote from uh, one of Srila Prabhupada's very, actually his very first book, Easy Journey to Other Planets. Srila Prabhupada wrote, Without the sun we cannot see. We may be very proud of our eyes, but we cannot even see our next-door neighbor. Yeah, it's if, if, there's, if you're living in an apartment and someone's living in the next apartment, there's a wall in between, you can't see them, however good your eyes are. People challenge, Srila Prabhupada continues, people challenge, can you show me God? But what can they see? What is the value of their eyes? God is not cheap. We cannot see anything, not to speak of God, without sunshine. Without sunlight, we are blind. So the same point that we, people say, can you show me God? But even materially, we can't see anything without the sunlight. And even then, there have to be so many conditions, like to see our next door neighbor, if he's next door and there's a wall in between us, then we can't see. There are so many conditions to see, and we think that, oh, show me God. What is the value of our eyes? Our eyes are dependent on the sun. Of course, there can be artificial light, but as we shall come to this point that all light within the universe is simply an expansion of the light of the sun. <clears throat> In this regard, Srila Prabhupada also wrote, as the sun dissipates the darkness of the universe, so when the light of the Supreme Personality of Godhead comes down, it at once dissipates the darkness of Maya. We have our eyes, but without the light of the sun, our eyes are of no value. Similarly, without the light of the Supreme Lord or without the divine grace of the spiritual master, one cannot see things as they are. This is from Srila Prabhupada's purport to Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 25, Text 9. So the same point is there. Uh, the, the light of the Supreme Lord, who lights up our hearts with knowledge. And Srila Prabhupada adds here also the divine grace of the spiritual master, which is non-different from the light of the Supreme Lord. If it's a bona fide spiritual master, uh, <clears throat> One can see by the grace of the spiritual master. Shri 
I was born in the darkness of ignorance, but my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. As, literally, by applying the ointment, the salve uh, of knowledge. So the spiritual master, it's as if he's removing the cataract from the eye. But then the eye is able to see, but still we need the light of the sun. So the spiritual master gives the knowledge and the knowledge is coming. Uh, the spiritual master gives the ability to see and ultimately that depends upon Krishna, the sun. All right, I'll finish there for today. Discussing about Krishna, Arika, the illumination of the sun, the illumination given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna willing, we'll return to these topics at another date. Vanta kalpa tarubhyas chakripa sindhubi Dante nidhaya churnakang padayane patya kritvaja kaku shatameta raham ravini. He sadava sakala eva vihaya durat. Goranga chandra charane kurutana raga. Parivada tu jano yata tata va nano mokaro navayang vicharyamara. Hari rasa madhiramadati bata. Bhuvi viluta. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna.